everybody, and welcome to the Cinema Catch-Up Club, the podcast for films that you probably should have seen by now. I'm your host, Dr. Stephen Platt. Thank you very much for downloading this week's episode. And this week, we are watching Wayne's World. Because it's turning 30 years old. Depressing. It is depressing. Uh, We have, as always, someone who has seen the film and someone who has not, our guest who has not seen the film. It's Jason Dolly. Hello. Jason, welcome back to the program. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Jason, just for the folks at home, because it's your first time in 2022. Who are you and what do you do? Uh, I am Jason Dolly. I work at Murdoch University in Outreach and I'm a cosplayer as well. Excellent. Um, Have you ever cosplayed as a character from a comedy film? Uh, hmm. Captain America, th- right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Winter Soldier was a barrel of laughs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was the last one I was on, I think, too. Hmm. Anyway, um, yes, no, no, I don't think I have, really. Okay. okay, well, hopefully you might get some from today's film, Wayne's, Wayne's World. World. So what do you know about Wayne's World? Mike Myers. Yes. Bohemian Rhapsody bit. Mm-hmm. Dana Carvey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I really don't know anything about. I kind of Wayne's feel like world. you've got it though. That's yeah. that's that's, that's it. That's okay, cool. Just, that doesn't bode well for the film. <laughs> no, obviously, if I can wrong. just list some names and mm. then it's done. Have you seen any of Mike Myers's um, other uh, cinematic offerings? Um, I watched obviously Austin Powers because mm. I was young enough to be able to watch that at that point. You never cosplayed as Austin Powers. No, not yet. Totally that would be a good it. one. Okay, so, yeah, um, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna do some looking up. Yeah. I I have done that. You have to. Yeah, um, it was more for a fancy dress party than a cosplay. cosplay but yeah. yes, uh, very very hot costume. Uh, <laughs> not Vel- velvet and polyester. Yeah, velvet polyester, yeah, big not, ruffles. Yeah, not suitable for. Um, there is a camp in Jinjin, which was a fancy dress party. <laughs> there is something as as a cosplayer. There is something about if you block the flow of your sleeves. Mm. It can become very warm inside your costume. Like, mm. if you've got, like, because Austin Powers has ruffles, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. yeah. Like, that can really heat things up. Like, pirate costumes, I've had to do those with, like, ruffles, and you're just like, okay, here we go. It's a bit warmer. Mm. So, and yeah. my Doctor Strange, I actually have to, like, tape down on my arms right. because he's got these arm straps, mm. which heats it up, but luckily, rest of the costume's mm. kind of fine. So it kind of lets the air out there. Well, luckily, uh, Wayne and Garth, our two main characters, <laughs> they wear quite loose baggy clothes. Loose baggy so. t-shirts, I'm assuming? Yeah, T-shirts yeah. and jeans. Yeah, so, um, yeah, well-ventilated Yeah, costumes. well, yeah, probably well-ventilated jeans too, <laughs> yeah. just rips. Yeah. Well, yeah. luckily for you, uh, yes. we have someone who has seen the film, mm. and it's Tegan Mulvaney. Hi. Uh, Tegan, who are you? What do you do? Um... I'm, hello, I'm Tegan. Yes. Um, why can't I never answer this question? <laughs> um, I do heaps of stuff. Mm. I act, I role play, I drink tea, I play with kittens. <laughs> um, just an all-round nice guy. All-round nice guy, Tegan Mulvaney. Yep. Tegan, in a vague, non-spoilery sort of way. Uh, what's Wayne's world about? If you've never seen it. It's what, about Wayne. It's about Wayne. And his world mm-hmm. of people and his TV show and... The man trying to screw over the little guy. Mm. And I love this movie. This was the first video, VHS, I ever bought. Oh. When I, I think I bought it on my eighth birthday from Ranger Video in Geraldton. And mm. it cost me $10. It was an X rental. It was oh. so expensive. Wow. Yeah. In 1993. That's, that's pretty early, though, for, yeah. for uh, VHS ownership. That's, that's I, I was ahead of, the, ahead of the curve. You really were. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and for you and your uh, sort of uh, comedy film mm-hmm. expertise, where does Wayne's World, I guess, sit for you in like the pantheon of, of comedy films? It's pretty iconic, I think. Um, 
I mean, it, I think it's you can see you'll be able to see. I reckon where the, it's influenced a lot of other films as we've gone along through the nineties and into the two thousands. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it, he's an iconic nineties comedy character, which is was he a Saturday Night Live? Yes, it was he an was. SNL character. Sketch. Yeah, 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 that became yeah. a movie, which is how those guys tend to leave Saturday Night Live. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah, this was his first one out of Saturday Night Live, I think. Mm. And it was the, one of the more, most successful characters on SNL for him too. So, okay. Yeah. Mm. It's great. And, and you can see the genius of Mike Myers in it as well. I know he's a rat bag and not a very nice person to work with apparently, but he, he's funny. This is, it's clever <laughs> and silly and dumb. With all that being said, <laughs> shall we watch Wayne's World? Yes, please. Sure. For those of you listening at home, pop on those DVDs, load up those streaming services and prepare to swing into action as we watch... Wayne's World. Excellent. Welcome back, everybody. We have just finished watching Wayne's World, and by we, I mean party on, Tegan. Party on, Stephen. And party on, Jason. Party on, Stephen. Jason, that was your first time watching Wayne's World. It was. What did you think? It was okay. It was okay. It was okay. It was a resounding O and K. Kind of was. Like, there were some bits that I loved. Um, And then Lara Flynn Boyle sometimes wasn't on screen. Shoot. She oh. was amazing in Is that. Is this revenge for the Winter Soldier? No. For no. the fact that I <laughs> cut sick on Civil War? Is so this what you this cut is? sick on Civil War. I don't, I don't care about that. <laughs> but you did like... No, I think, I think it was good, but I felt like sometimes the joining bits like didn't... And which is meant to be the heart of it. I just didn't connect with sure. as much. Like some of those jokes, like, you know, Chris Farley rocks up. That's great. Almost everything a lot of people did. Like, I'm like, great, Tia Carrera, all that stuff was good. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the guests um, at O'Neill, whenever he appeared oh, to, God, so funny. <laughs> mm. to do that, yeah. But just, I, I think if I don't like Wayne and Garth that much, it's a harder That's film to tricky. follow. That's it's very a harder tricky. film to follow. Like it's obviously a Saturday Night Live thing because it is skit to skit to skit to skit. Mm. But I guess I just didn't like the glue that much holding it together. Yeah, I'm. Go- I'm going to say because I- I've watched this a lot growing up mm. much like you Tegan and I loved it as a 10 year old <laughs> and I'm not 10 anymore it's what I think I'm realizing I I still like large parts of this mm. film I am going to agree that I think that the connective tissue is really absent in terms of I, I feel as though it is a series of sketches and while those sketches work really well mm. by themselves I'm I'm not sure it works terribly well as a film and i do feel as though even though i haven't watched it in a long time that wayne's world 2 might be better as a film because it actually has connective tissue something like a story that goes through the whole thing but i know that you you don't feel (laughs) wayne's world 2 is as good no you're both (laughs) completely wrong (laughs) okay but i also have a killer bird on my shoulder so (laughs) i feel like there might be an attack command that comes at me that's true anakin is currently uh, resting on tegan's shoulder and uh, (laughs) if jason says the kill word she loses an ear so i will yeah i don't need it (laughs) this bird is like torment like just hated me the whole time i've been here we're we're bonding you're a perch now you're literally little more than a tree to him he is also about four centimeters from my eye yeah 
we? We're, uh, we're having fun. How was it for you revisiting Wayne's World? Great. Yeah. I didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> didn't care that both of you I've don't been, like I, it. I loved it. It's still... I think it holds up. I love the jokes. I love the comedy. Mm. It's super sweet. Um, I... I haven't watched it for probably about four or five years. Mm. Um, and, but I've seen it like, I'd say over 30, 40, 50 times. Mm. Maybe in, even more than that. Right. Wow. You, well, I owned it on VHS. So true, true. Just, just watch it again and again. Yeah. I, I, I think a really key thing for like people who may not have seen this film before is I think something that is quite potentially alienating is just how early 90s it is it's very yeah yeah, yeah. um like because i i i like wayne and garth uh, and i'm getting the sense jason that you didn't love them as much i, I uh, wayne had his good moments yeah i there was nothing redeemable about garth wow okay. wow yeah, yeah i just that's controversial is it mm. oh okay it just there's also there's a certain comedic acting style which is um which i think Carvey has which is not acting because he feels like like everything he does is kind of smirky and smug and it's like with with Mike Myers he commits as much as he's just doing Keanu Reeves um <laughs> Canadian but he commits and you feel like there's something there but like Dana Carvey always has to smile and kind of like not look at the camera but look near it to go I know what I'm doing and it, it just mm. it came across as smug and just nothing, nothing he did really ever registered with me. That's right. really fascinating because I, I always find Garth to be very earnest. Mm. Like, I, yeah, I, really? Yeah. I, I, I relate a lot to Garth, I think, <laughs> is, is maybe what I, it I, is. Yeah, I just, I just felt like, like the acting was just, like, it never went anywhere. To start and, but I, mean, I think that is somewhat the point. But Garth is also, maybe this is what you mean about the, the glue, because Garth is the glue for a lot of the things. You know, he's the one that walks he's around Benjamin's man. house and, you know, yeah. and, te- you know, talks about how he, he doesn't, trust Benjamin like he's the one that kind of drives that side of the story mm. so as naive as he is he's also the one who's clued in a bit more mm. so if you don't like him then yeah, you're not going to buy just, into I the story like he was, yeah mm. like yeah I just felt like he was like I know as much as this was all like this is a movie and we're doing our yeah, own yeah, movie yeah. and so on like that he mm. just almost every line of his just reminded me that it was a movie <laughs> to, to the well a lot of them were to camera well yeah I mean a lot of them were to camera but not even that like when he's meant to be going on like alright oh, we're doing yeah, this thing yeah. it's mm. just it was guy acting sure and that's it like no like everybody else I felt committed even like you know the small characters and stuff yeah. like that. I just felt like it's look, maybe I just don't like Dana Carvey I it, think it that's could be. it it yeah, could be yeah. it could be that um, the story of this film, because there is a story, uh, even though we have maybe the odd issue with how it connects. Is, <laughs> I um, don't. I know you don't. I'm perfectly happy. Um, okay, yeah. well, the perfectly great story yeah. is that um, Wayne and Garth run a public access television show, yep. which feels very much like if this film was made today, they'd have a podcast instead. Yes. Um, <laughs> they are two white men. Yeah, they are two yeah. white men. Yeah, the collective noun for which is a podcast, <laughs> I've learned. Um, but they, um, yeah, they have this public access TV show. They're both in their, like, early-ish 20s, early to mid-20s, I think is where they're meant to be. Yeah. Um, and they, uh, you know, Wayne still lives with his parents, although we never see them. And that's only struck me this time watching it, where it's like, you never see his parents at all, which is fascinating. Um, but yeah, he 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 and Garth do the show where they're, you know, farting around and having a good time and they get picked up by uh, Rob Lowe's Benjamin Kane. Benjamin. Um, who is, is this uh, executive that wants to use their show to advertise Noah's Arcade. What do you call him? 
is excellent description. The wish version. Oh yeah, but, yeah. Rob Lowe in this film is very much the wish version of um, um, Christian American Bales. Psycho. Yeah, 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 yeah. Patrick Bateman. Yeah. yeah, Patrick Bateman. Yeah, he's the wish version of Patrick Bateman from American Psycho in this film, <laughs> which is and Rob Lowe is really good. Um, again, I think a lot of the mm. the actors are, do really good jobs. They play these archetypes, but they play them really well. And Rob Lowe is such a sleaze, and mm. he's just. Ugh, you just like he, he. I like watching him in this. Yeah, film, Rob, but, Rob Lowe can be quite fascinating. Yeah, because but, but also just like I don't like this character at all. <laughs> yeah, Ugh, but he's a good foil for perfect casting for choice. Yeah, for that, yeah, for that role. Yeah, because he's he is so handsome and, and likable. Like he's an appealing person to look at, but then he's so underhanded. He can play, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. slimy. Think, it's because it's mostly what he plays. Yeah, usually like the only other one is probably his most famous role, which is Chris from Parks and Rec. Yeah. Where he's insanely earnest, but that's now. But back in you know back, when he yeah, was when he days, was Brat yeah. Pack kid, like he was the clean cut, you know, mm. um, the boy that you wanted your parents wanted you to date compared mm. to your Judd Nelsons of that time, you know. <laughs> mm. So oh, Judd Nelson, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, he's a really good foil for Wayne in this yes. film, though, yeah. and like to 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 build that sort of story that they have of Wayne is aspiring for more in in life, and you know he's happy where he is, but he also feels a little maybe a little bit of um arrested development i guess mm. um he feels a bit stunted and this opportunity comes along but it means that he has to sell out the show a little bit um and at the same time he meets tia carrera who Hot. now let's just begin the five minute appreciation window for oh. tia carrera for tia carrera and her outfits her outfits whoever dressed her, her singing Everything. Oh, everything she was was it her singing yeah it's her singing okay yeah, yeah. That's really good yeah yeah she's incredible yeah Mm. She is, like we were saying when we were watching it, I think the fact that her career never took off through the 90s, although she's in two iconic 90s films, <laughs> Wayne's World and True Lies, mm. and she's brilliant in both of them. I love True Lies. But I think, you know, the racism of Hollywood, particularly at that time, stifled her career because she could have been an action star. Mm. She could have been, um, she's so funny. She's just, there was an awful Netflix series that I watched re- recently called AJ and the Queen and she mm. plays the bad guy in that and she's so cool in that. Yeah, she's got like an eye patch and everything. Oh, <laughs> the series was terrible, but I did continue watching it just because for her. Because of Tia Carrera. She was so good. Yeah. yeah. When you Google Tia Carrera, the first thing that comes up and frequently asked questions is, whatever happened to Tia, Tia Carrera? Carrera? Devastating. Mm. Yeah, which is a real shame. And, and even her voice, she could have had a music career, like everything about her is... Classic 90s. I mean, I haven't seen Cole the Conqueror starring Kevin Sorbo, but oh. apparently she's in that. Great. And that and comes she was up... in that Relic Hunters TV show? Yeah, that's yes. actually the first thing that comes up. Really? Ahead of Wayne's World is what comes and up. And Lies. Oh. I guess that was her starring thing. Yeah. Um, and Lilo and Stitch, apparently. Ah, oh, oh. she's a voice in that. Yes. So uh, She's yeah, Hawaiian. She's so. Yeah, she's mm. Nanny. Mm. Oh. Ah. I didn't, I didn't realise oh, okay. that. Okay. That's the main sister, right? Yeah, it's the, the cool. older yeah, sister. Cool, yeah, I still actually have not watched all of it. Ah, uh, well, you'd love it. And yeah. I think you'd love it more than Wayne's World, I'm going to confidently <laughs> say, um, because there is no Garth. Dana Carvey. no Dana Carvey. No Dana Carvey in, yeah, in, in, in Lilo sure. and Stitch. Yeah, um, yeah I, I do feel as though we said before, like some of that 90s-ness, that very early 90s. It, it, it takes a bit to... Because Wayne is such a, like that caricature, you know, he... he is it a joke we don't get anymore? Yeah, he, he, it's almost like Bill and Ted taken seriously to an extent where like, mm. you know, Bill and Ted, when you're watching it, you do get a sense where it's like, 
they're a little bit pulling fun at this type of caricature. In this film, it feels like, no, these are genuine people, even though they're mm. comedy characters. Yeah, there's some, something about it where, you know... The Is com- it less absurd than, yeah. like, Bill and Ted? Because that gets um, fantasy and it's these two guys... Laurel and Hardy bumbling their way through something which is much more timeless as mm. opposed to these guys that seem to have control of their world and that but it never seems to go to a fun level of, of absurd yeah it's it, it is interesting but it but it's also quite fun as well like that like they, yeah they, like they are fun to watch when they're saying you know like bogus or stairway denied like no stairway yeah it, it, it is fun but I'm also glad that, I am glad watching this that the film is only 90 minutes. Yeah, I yeah. think I think to do a Bill and Ted versus Wayne's World comparison, mm. I think Bill and Ted is more earnest and everything's positive and, and things like this. Mm. And it's like, you know, the jokes are there. But this one, it is them staring at the camera going, you're going to laugh? You get a laugh now because oh, I said I don't, that? I don't know. Like, I don't know if I agree is... with that. I mean, I think, I clip, yes, that's definitely the setup. But mm. I mean, from the original SNL sketches, it was their... This yeah. TV show, so it was them. So it was Wayne's World the from the basement. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I, I, I'm of the opposite. Where I quite like that you get this insight into them. I guess it makes them. Mm. It does make them a bit more human, considering they're so, such ridiculous yeah. characters. Mm. And I guess the setting, you know, having them in Aurora, which is a suburb of Chicago, like mm. where they're like yeah. they're clinging on to the coolness, where they they actually <laughs> just live in the burbs and mm. they play street hockey and you know there's all of these things that bring them down to like the human level, level of the yeah, human possibly, level of the person yeah. who's who's watching the film um you know it'd be like watching uh a film set in uh Borragoon or something like that you know in Australia in, yeah. in Perth like I that's what I quite I find quite endearing I I find that clever in the in the in the movie that they've kept this really endearing quality to the characters yeah. where they keep them normal he he mm. just wants his cable access show. He just that's where his that's where his fame and happiness is, and mm. yeah, and that's like, good enough. Yeah, it, it, at no point does he look at the world that he's in and go, "Oh, everything that I like doing is bogus." It's bogus, or like, like yeah. or something, he, he's yeah. fully committed. Like you know, he gets to meet Alice Cooper, yeah. and just has a great time. Um, and we, I, I would say, we as an audience <laughs> have a great time, yeah, because Alice Cooper is superb in mm. this film as well. Um, just I forgot completely about the fact that he just does a detailed history of Milwaukee, yeah, <laughs> which is just uh, really fun. Yeah, well, that but, is, that, but Alice that is Cooper great. is like a big nerd. Mm. He doesn't drink. He doesn't do drugs. Mm. He's a Republican, like all, <laughs> and he was at that time as well. I just mm. love that they've just painted him <laughs> like. But that's kind of the conversations you'd probably have with Alice Cooper backstage. Backstage, yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. The fourth wall breaking, mm. I really appreciate though, and I think it's actually where this film does its best. And and I think it's because films that break the fourth wall, particularly comedy films, are more ubiquitous now. Yeah, um, like it's it, to the point where it's a tool that I think they try and steer away from because it's been done quite a lot. Yeah, I don't yeah. know at the time there was a lot of fourth wall breaking and like so blatantly fourth wall breaking where they're yeah. talking to the audience. You know, Fer- Ferris Bueller's probably the only other one that's before it that really comes to mind. And then there's so many now. Like, yeah, there's Deadpool, there's The Office, yeah. which is all like you mm. know, they paint it like a documentary, mm. but it, it is yeah. it's a way of basically framing fourth wall breaking mm. yeah and, and i agree like having garth go around benjamin's flat and be like 
Oh, Ribbed ex- for her pleasure. <laughs> Ew. Yeah, exploit public access show. I'd hate to be those guys. <laughs> yeah. Like, like I, I think those are moments where the film allows itself to shine. And the film does have lots of shiny moments. I, 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 I do think it's not terribly well joined together, though. Mm. Like, it's not true. <laughs> that's fair <laughs> but it's yeah I, I just feel as though I think it's a problem with a lot of films that were sketches that yeah. get turned into yeah. a lot of the and SNL films I know what you're talking about yeah. a lot of the SNL films fall for that I think in comparison I, th- I think this one's more successful yeah I mm. feel like maybe that's kind of what it reminded me of yeah. is it's a good version of really bad films that I've watched mm. like you know there's no Rob Schneider which is good. Right. Like, so it's not the animal or something like that, mm. but it's, it's got the vein of it. And then, so it's making me just go, oh, oh, like, I don't mm. particularly like it because of the sketch slash, I don't know if it's a Saturday Night Live thing or if mm. it's because they Maybe. pull those people across. Yeah. And so they all just end up doing it. They also have a lot of writers on them generally. And this one only had three writers. So they said. Yeah, one was Mike Myers. Mike Myers and Bonnie Ta- Hunt. Ta- Tyler. Bonnie Hunt Tyler. Bonnie Tyler. Yeah. <laughs> Turner. <around. laughs> um, I think it was Turner. Turner. Bonnie Turner. That's right. Bonnie and Turner. Bonnie Turner. Sister. And, Bonnie Turner. And, and someone else Turner as well. Uh, yeah. It's, but, um, so I think that helps it. I think that works in its favor. I can't tell if I'm being groomed or bitten. Groomed. Groomed. He's, gro- he's, he's grooming me. Yeah, he's a he's a happy little bird. <laughs> I've um, been accepted into this flock. I think. Yeah. No, yes. you just have you just have something you can bite. Oh, great. But the, um, yeah, comparing it to the other sort of specifically SNL film adaptions, I don't really think there's many better. I think the one sort of big example of one that could be argued to be better is the Blues Brothers. Yes. And I think, to be honest, it's more of a taste thing than than this film is objectively better Better. than this film. You know, the Blues Brothers is a lot of sketches put together, but then you've got music to link it together as well and a very simple storyline beginning to end. So you know what the outcome is. This storyline's maybe a little bit more convoluted where they're creating the storyline as they go along. Yeah, and they're pushing it in certain directions yeah. and like just going, no, we're going to do something else. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, but like looking at the other ones, like MacGruber, I haven't seen. Oof, it's not too bad. It's <laughs> not okay. great though. Yeah. Christopher Nolan's favourite film. Um, is it? God, it is. That's hilarious. Uh, um, Night at the Roxbury. Yeah, I was going to say, other things, would Happy Gilmore count? No, because it's not a character that from SNL... Okay. It's just yeah. But it's still the Sam Sandler thing. With yeah, the, yeah, happy like a Happy Madison yeah. character. And I'm sure there's yeah. people out there shouting Coneheads. Coneheads. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep. Coneheads is oh, definitely. I did like Coneheads, yeah. but I watched it when I was ten, so maybe that's the trick with some of these. Yes. Mm, is yeah, watch them when you're very young. Um, yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> it's wonderful. It's brilliant. It's but it's not Tegan. No, it isn't. Like, it Tegan. is. I'm sorry. Right. It's it's. <laughs> whether is it because maybe like. Stephen and I are maybe too young for it. Maybe maybe you're just outside of... Yes, that could be part of it. Mm. So yes, I'm no, a, it's I'm the children li- who are wrong. <laughs> I'm a bit older than you. Yeah. And I'm probably yeah. not a whole lot older. Thank you very much. But I am old enough to... This is like peak... I'm familiar with these characters. I'm familiar yeah. with these people. I'm familiar with the outfits that they wear. Mm. You will notice as well though that the kids nowadays are wearing and doing a lot of this 90s stuff again. So yeah. this is all coming back into fashion. Doesn't make it right. But it might mean that they the m- young like the, the youngins, it yeah. might mean that the youngins, so yeah. the 20-year-olds of thanks, the 20-year-olds um might appreciate this a little bit more because mm. this is the this is the retro that they're going yeah. for now because it's mm. 30 years old. Yeah. I mean, it's 
I think it's more I'm just surprised how how little substance there is in the film that I remember there just being more of. And I think it is also partly a lot of the things I really enjoyed about Wayne's World, I actually enjoyed about Wayne's World too. I, I think maybe that's <laughs> that's part of it. But now I'm scared of going and watching that film when that turns 30 next year and finding out that it's even more unsubstantial. Well, Wayne, it, I, I think it, you might find it is. Mm. Wayne's World 2 is a classic sequel it's still funny it's still mm. got lots of wonderful jokes in it mm. but they're pushing the envelope they have to be bigger they have to be funnier they have to be more ridiculous mm. um so i find that that kind of undermines what they created with the characters in the first one mm. um it's still great like we were talking about it before all of the the piss takes of the graduate in it i mm. find hilarious yeah they still have their moments where they get to be um, quietly, quietly clever in their humour. Mm. But there's just more of the outrageous comedy in the second one. Yeah. And I guess, I don't know, I, I find, I'm the opposite. I find there is enough substance in this to keep me going. Mm. Uh, With, because it's from a character perspective, like, mm. yes, the narrative is they're pushing for storylines, but I, I'm quite happy to follow each character yeah. as it goes along. And there's always something that, when it does dip a little bit, there's always something that takes my attention, whether it's Ed O'Neill talking about pulling out a, mo- yeah, a man's yeah. heart. Yeah, as I said, or... like, the, the extras bits are great. Yeah. But, like, I, I, I don't even know where the whole, like, him being obsessed with the lady at the diner came from. Like, it was literally five minutes in. Or, like, it's his girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, I didn't pick that up for a while. Like, I was just kind of, like, just in a bit of a daze for a bit. Maybe thinking woman. about the last bit beforehand. Maybe. And then I'm like, oh, oh, there's a dance number going on for some reason to Foxy Lady. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, oh, oh." I I was halfway through it before I realized what was actually going on. Mm. And I don't think that was my fault, but maybe it was. I did notice it didn't hold your attention. Yeah. Which is interesting because it's a movie where, yeah, if you miss like four seconds mm. of the start, then you might miss the whole joke because it's all from this There one was one point leader. you called me back because of the yeah, little writing we like, on, the, on the thing. Which... Blows goats, blows goats. Yeah, he blows goats. I have proof. I have proof. Which is the funniest bit of the film um, for me. <laughs> no. Uh, what's your f- favourite bit? Oh, it's is... um, Stacy falling over the car. Yeah, okay, that's fair. Hi, Wayne. Hi. <laughs> no, that is, the, as Puss. I said, like Lara Finn Boyle. She's incredible. Every now and like after a little while, as soon as like the whole move on bit, I'm like, Oh no! What happens next? Like that was that yeah. was that was some of the best written stuff. Like, she, I mean, and that's a role that she doesn't get to play very often. She, yeah. you know, no, she, Boyle. Yeah, she no. did the practice for so long, which was hardcore drama. Mm. She was doing Twin Peaks before this, mm. right? But so this would have been right after Twin Peaks mm. or during Twin Peaks, actually, for her. So she's playing this like weird David Lynch. Thing. crazy drama comedy stuff mm. and then she gets to play this ridiculous character mm. it's what an, it's that's what's exciting i think is yeah. seeing people get to do these things yeah a uh, quick shout out for the recently departed meatloaf oh. who appears oh, yeah. in this film as tiny the bouncer yeah <laughs> um again he's great in this uh, even though it's only a small role uh, shitty beatles yeah <laughs> How, were they good no they, no. they, they, they suck, they suck. <laughs> so it's not just a clever name then <laughs> yeah, um, Tegan. I know you're a big fan of uh, meat, the I the am. loaf, the loaf. Yeah, beef toast, beef toast, and uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, where, where, even though it's only a very small role, he did have quite a lot of cameos in he his did. his filmography. Where, where's this one rank for you? Um, look, it's obviously behind Rocky Horror. Mm. Yeah, obviously behind Spice World mm. because he's delightful mm. in Spice World. 
pretty good cameo in Fight Club yeah. as well. It's almost more than a cameo. It, yeah, it's a role. He's it, got it's a, a role. name. He's got a role yeah. in that. Yeah. Um, it's probably down the list, but it's so he's so sweet. Like, yeah. I again, they all play these ridiculous characters, but there's so much heart to them. I guess in it's always fun in comedy is to play something absolutely ridiculous and stupid, but mm. then have really heartfelt, earnest moments. Yeah, no, that can be fun. Still believes like he's. And it's such a sweet cameo. You almost don't even recognise him. Yeah. Mm. He's like, yeah, oh, that guy kind of looks know, like Meatloaf. I know that big guy. Yeah. Who is that? Yeah. yeah. He kind of looks like Meatloaf, but it's not Meatloaf. Oh, but oh, it, it is Meatloaf. meatloaf. Yeah. yeah. Uh, did you have a favourite funny moment from this film then, Jason? Um, it was probably the car. And <laughs> yeah, it's, it's um, Lara Flynn Boyle and the car. Otherwise, hmm. <laughs> Sorry, Tegan. Um... <laughs> Yeah, no, I, like, literally, I've just drawn a blank. Mm. Like, <laughs> at this point in time, like, you asked me to let, name one joke from it and I'd be stuck now. Maybe so, Robert Patrick's cameo? That was great. I, Have you seen this boy? Yeah, I I don't like references as humour that don't make anything funny. If it's just the exact same thing out of the thing that they copied. Mm. I don't find that funny. That's just, huh, look at this. Wasn't this other thing that we're not doing mm. funny? Like, um, when... Um, you won't like Wayne's World too, then. No, no you won't. I don't at think I will. Like, if, it, if it is just like, like, it's the reason I don't like Shrek. Mm. <laughs> um, is just because it is like, oh, isn't it funny if the gut if the you just wolf hate Mike might... Myers? No, no, I like Mike Myers. Uh, like, what, what I'm hearing what? so far is yeah. Shrek and Wayne's World too. Well, maybe maybe ones. it's a, it's a level of humor that I don't appreciate yeah. and maybe. so on like that, which maybe Mike Myers has. Mm. I, well, I mean, I didn't like the Love Guru. In fact, it's not many. No, people nobody did. Love Guru. I, I wonder if it appeals to me, the comedy, because it's it's more Canadian humour as opposed to mm. the more American, like if you think of like your Night at the Roxbury's and things, which are, yes, they are later. Mm. But there's there's almost an, an English bend to the humour, which yeah. keeps it, I, I don't know, it keeps it out of the, the bang in your face kind of yeah. American, here's a joke. Duh, 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 duh. I, I, th- I think that's partly why you get those moments mm. of like, normality with Wayne and Garth like when they're playing street hockey and like the fact that they're they're adults but they're not grown up yeah and Mm. I feel like that is quite a Canadian thing to to do because in an American film if it was all Americans um as opposed to like having Mike Myers being Canadian with like Scottish parents yeah um I, I almost feel as though Wayne would have to be cooler yeah or like like he's not cool yeah no no they again they they they're just bits of the characters I love. And I think mm. they're conscious choices that they've made, which makes them endearing, which is interesting considering what a rat bag Mike Myers is reported to be mm. as a creative mm. because the characters he creates are endearing mm. and marketable and commercial. Whether he knows, whether he just has a good checklist. I, I, yeah, I don't. It's like I feel like that has to be in the person to be able to put that across. Mm. Mm. Or it's, I mean, so what? I, I wonder yeah. what it is that makes him so difficult to work on. Because even on this film, there's reports of him being so difficult to work on. Mm. Um, mm. yeah. By comparison, Dana Carvey probably quite nice. So yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. do feel bad. And regrets like, I know. being Garth. Re- Pardon? Regrets being Garth. Yeah, I, I can see why. Like, I think mm. I don't know what it is or whether it's. Yeah, just something that he has that I just don't like. So I'm fine with other people like him being there and so mm. on like that, which no, we will will towards the man. But 
I yeah, there was just something that just made me just always pulled me away from getting into it like I could in a Blues Brothers. And I mean, if I know <laughs> talking about people who are bad, <laughs> um, Jim. But well loved, John yeah, Belushi. But, John Belushi, but he was a horrible person. Yeah, mm. absolutely horrible. Um, yeah, even on Saturday Night Live. So mm. it's. Um, but yeah, anyway, let's not like. Just rape people over coals for being shit blokes. Huh? <laughs> yes, no. Uh, um, this film had multiple endings. Uh, did yes. you enjoy the clue style? Clue style endings? ending. Um, y- yes, I think mm. I did. In the end, I did. When they started doing the second one, I'm like, and they started to wrap up. I'm like, no, it needs a third one. And mm. then it had Ta-da. a third one. Yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't mind it. I okay. thought. The only problem, like when it was all happening, I'm like, yeah, it's gonna fade back. Like I, there was no. Mm-hmm. Dilemma because I've already had the bit where it's like, oh, oh, like the dance number to Foxy Lady. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It just snapped back. It was like, no, that never happened. That was just in someone's head. I'm like, just waiting for that bit to happen. Yeah. yeah. I do like that Rob Lowe gets that one line to the camera going, you didn't think she'd end up with Wayne, did you? <laughs> Which is just beautifully delivered. Yeah. Um, and again, another great did... Tia Carrera outfit. Oh, so bit. good. Yeah. <laughs> She's so beautiful. Yeah. That just... one I can pass on being in my wardrobe that's fair that you want, fair. You want, but I want you want all the gold the zipper red i want dress. the gold zipper red dress and i want the blue lace yeah. shirt and i want the snake. red dress at the end not the snake no. and i want the, the white outfit right at the start the white outfit is oh so good and good good snake acting has to be yeah, said that, that snake was good <laughs> snacking yeah not to be confused with snack acting no He's, snake that yeah. snake no, that would be snack acting. I think you'll find he's a thespian. <laughs> <laughs> would you guys like some trivia about Wayne's World? Sure. Yes. Okay. All of this trivia comes from IMDb's. If it's not true, don't blame me. Blame Anakin. We're going to start with Alice Cooper. What uh, Alice eating? Cooper. He, he pulled out a feather in oh. his. It's like, what did you find on he, me? He just grew me his own little Is feather. It a chunk of flesh? <laughs> no, you'd know if it was a chunk of flesh. Flesh, yeah. Blood dribbling from this <laughs> tiny bird. It's another. Is that a shit? No, it's you. It's you. He's hidden artery. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> getting very close to my face. I did also, um, un- unrelatedly, but I was just thinking about it. Is is it Phil, the mate who's always yeah. sick? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, actual sick boy. Yeah. Um, mm. I literally couldn't remember his name, but I did like how that was just a general kind of joke Peppered every now through and then. It, like yeah. he was always mm. kind of just there and always just looking yeah. unwell. Mm. I did, I, for some reason that tickled me so, <laughs> mm. And I was just waiting for them to throw up During the Bohemian Rhapsody bit But it never did No, you let me go Yeah, let me go <laughs> I'm like, great. oh no, here we go <laughs> Alice Cooper came to the set Under the impression he would be performing musically for the film With only one line of dialogue When he arrived he was surprised to be handed An entire monologue to memorise and shoot With a small amount of time to do so But <laughs> he did a pretty good job He does Yeah uh, the studio wanted to use a Guns N' Roses I, track. Yes, I know this. Yeah, instead of the Bohemian Rhapsody yes. one. But Mike Myers fought Pushed. for the inclusion of yep. the Queen song. They were going to use Welcome to the Jungle, I think. No. That, that could have worked. It wouldn't, but no. It's, but it, would, it actually, would've... they just said it was too, they couldn't afford the rights to it. I mm. think there were, it was a money issue and then it was so long. But then because of it... it <laughs> be, Bohemian Rhapsody, short song. Mm. But they put it back in... It went back into the charts. It meant put Bohemian Rhapsody at number one again. I think it's for, for like twelve weeks or something. Yeah, I, I think it is the whole like it's the juxtaposition with like Bohemian Rhapsody is so good, mm. which kind of helps you kind of realize how juxtaposing 
the film's going to be mm. like it's just going to be all over the place like yeah, da, 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 brum, brum, brum. like you know it's it goes from head banging which they didn't do very well yeah but I think that's going to be a fact. It later. will be coming up. Yes, <laughs> um, Myers actually threatened to quit the production if they didn't use Bohemian Rhapsody, mm. and so the studio gave in to his demand. So maybe one time being difficult was actually helpful. Good. That, that's my conundrum: mm. is what if he's just a perfectionist who mm. he's also a visionary? Like up until the Love Guru <laughs> did it's make just to stick to beat him with, isn't <laughs> it? He, but he has made some incredible work, mm. and I. I, that's what I'm. That's what I'm curious over as to whether that's that's been seen as difficult, or whether he's a very you know a lot of comedians are very strange and odd people yeah. and aren't very good with um, personal you know relationships. relationships, all that sort of stuff. So maybe there's an element of that in it because. But I, I guess it's also about what happens when you lose. Yes. If it becomes, I'm just going to burn things for... Like, yes. For I just the, don't know if you can create characters like that without some... Some understanding, yeah. Yeah, some humility, well, I, I guess. guess. I mean, maybe that's the point with um, with the character. Like, he comes in and he starts trying to destroy, like, Tia Carrera's... Cassandra, that's it. Mm. Thank mm-hmm. you. Um, Cassandra's, um, like, her chance at everything, too, because of, like, he is seedy, yes, but... You know, that's kind of how it is. But she's going to get something out of it and he feels the need to destroy that in the end. Mm. Even though it is about proving himself right and stuff like that. But that that's such an old 90s trope, trope yeah. thing of that. Um, to counter it, I like at the end it was about getting Cassandra her record deal. Yeah. More than it was about getting Wayne's World totally. back or something like that. Like yeah. they lose Wayne's World basically, yeah. don't they? they yeah, don't they go back it. on community access. But yeah, Cassandra but they, is... Yeah. And, and the, the female character he's written... Is awesome. Mm. She's such a great character. Yeah, when they have the the breakup scene. Yeah. When when he basically accuses her of potentially like Ben's maybe he's poking her for you. sex. Yeah. yeah. And her reaction is, "You think that's the only way I can yeah. get ahead in this yeah. career?" It feels like yeah. such a genuine reaction. And like it's it's good acting where it's yeah. like yeah. Oh, between the was... two of them, like it's a really, yeah, it's a really interesting moment, and I. It, this is where those asides, I think, are very fun as well because he gets to have the moment, then he's complaining, and then he has that cute little moment with the camera where he's like, I'm sorry. <laughs> It'll be fine, okay? Yeah, he can't, he can't, Mark Myers can do earnest, which is, I think, your yeah. kind of point about it. Too. Why are you so good in Shrek? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he comedy and earnestness. Yeah. Um, a little bit more on Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, mm. As Tegan said, Wayne's World caused the song to become a bigger hit in the US the second time around than the first. Mm. It reached number two in the charts for the second time. I don't think they, because they, they would play it on the radio, because they mm. wouldn't, when it was first released, it was such a long song that the radios refused it's, to play yeah, it's it. it's like an eight minute song. Yeah. So, the, the highest Bohemian Rhapsody had achieved in its initial run was number nine. Mm. Um, Freddie Mercury didn't obviously see Wayne's World because he mm. passed away a few mm. months previously, but he did see that scene. Oh, great. Yeah. Um, uh, because he'd given permission for the song to be used, uh, Mike Myers sent him a tape of how it had been used. So Freddie Mercury did see the Bohemian Rhapsody scene. That's beautiful. Yeah, even though he didn't see the film. Oh, that's a beautiful story. Um when Wayne and Garth are on the hood of the car watching airplanes fly over, Garth asks Wayne if he's ever thought Bugs Bunny was attractive in women's clothing. Uh, this was an ad lib from yeah. Dana Carvey. Um, and yeah, Wayne's reaction to it is is pretty much just Mike Myers laughing. <laughs> but yeah, um, I, I love that. that yeah, I like, I like that joke, but because there was a weird cut around for him, like 
the meaning that came way too late in the whole piece. Mm. Like it was laugh, laugh, laugh. Me, yeah, me neither. Like yeah. if it was quicker, I felt like it might have been a bit more funny. But since it was genuine, I could tell. I'm like, mm. okay, that was a genuine laugh that they just needed to put in. Yeah. <laughs> According to Penelope Spheris, the director of Wayne's World, Mike Myers was difficult to work with. Mm. Uh, he arrived on set one day to discover that the snack table only had butter and not margarine for the bagel. He reportedly became enraged, flipped the table over, stormed off set, and did not come out of his trailer for hours. Uh Penelope assigned her daughter to be his assistant during shooting, and she told Entertainment Weekly, quote, He, Myers, was emotionally needy and got more difficult as the shoot went along. Mm. You should have heard him bitching when I was trying to do that Bohemian Rhapsody scene. I can't move my neck like that. Why do you have to make me do this so many times? No one is going to laugh at that. To this day, I have this image of my daughter sitting on this little cooler looking at me like, Mom hate you end quote <laughs> so uh yeah apparently little 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 bit of contention there um, sounds a bit spectrumy a little bit yeah i mean i mean the, the, to speak to the neck issue they shot that so many times and um i'm guessing that mike myers and dana carvey weren't as regular headbangers as the people in the back seat <laughs> they really hurt as don deloise's they, son like, yeah, yeah. Th- th- their necks were not in good, in good shape. shape so that's why in the take we see in the film, they're sort of like rocking their yeah, bodies. Yeah, it, it, it's more like it's more like the bird. Just yep. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the final bit of trivia, um, which actually relates to maybe why Mike Myers was being difficult, was um, he said that filming for him was a blur because his father's health was um, dwindling at the time. Uh, quote: I remember finishing the film and then my dad dying. End quote is oh. what he said he remembers of this film. So that's devastating. Yeah, mm. it doesn't excuse poor behavior but no. it perhaps explains a lack of a lo- yeah. emotional control and yeah because then you, the resentment of having to be on a set for 16 hours mm. plus a day yeah. while you've got family with health and they're probably not near him because that'll be filmed in la mm. and his family's in canada mm. there's a lot going on there yeah that's what i mean he didn't want to do a wayne's world too they had mm. to like twist his arm to do a Wayne's World two, mm. all sorts of things going on there. I don't know. It's fa- it's it's interesting. It's mm. intriguing. But yeah. he never lost that um, notoriety for being a rat bag on set. Mm. Yeah. But I mean, it doesn't sound like it's creative decisions or anything like that that mm. were his problem. If it's you know margarine. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it's interesting because whenever you you see Mike Myers being interviewed, he, he does talk about his dad a lot. Like it's, mm. it's like clearly he is a very strong relationship with his father. And like, mm. he talks about his father being such a big influence on him. So the idea of like, this is his, like his feature film debut. It's meant to make his name. Yep, yeah. His most iconic character, his SNL breakout, the yeah. pressure to To succeed. do that, to be, to yep. follow the Belushis yep. and the yeah. Ackroyds. And, and he's writing the script. He, yeah. There's so much on him. Mm. Like this is Mike Myers the movie basically, yeah. and he's doing this at the same time as his 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 dad, someone who he really looks up to, is dying. Mm. Like yeah. again, doesn't excuse the behaviour, but but absolutely explains it. And yeah, it's it, it's just a really curious film looking back on it and looking at again the career that Mike Myers did have after have the career that Mike Myers did have after it, and the career that Dana Carvey and Tia Carrera didn't mm. have after it. Um, like, like obviously Dana Carvey, he not only got associated with being Garth, but he had a lot of his health problems as well. Mm. Um, was it was he, he the one that had the botched operation that 
I don't almost know. killed him. I think he oh. had, I think he had a heart operation that went bad. Right. Um and could have killed him, uh, basically. And it really And then he did Master of Disguise. Yes, that that very much the love guru of its day. It really <laughs> didn't help. Wasn't it only like four years before the love it, guru? It was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but, but yeah, it's interesting when you look at that and then you look at Mike Myers not only being the, the voice of Shrek and having this. Yeah, because it's, it's Austin Powers is what he's probably Austin the Powers most. Is, yeah. is the big comedy character. Like Wayne's not even his most well known. No, it isn't. Character. It's Aust- yeah, it, it's it is. Yeah, it's Austin Powers Shrek, and then it's then it's Wayne. I wonder as well with the careers of the other two not going so successfully. That's nothing to do with the film. You know, you hear a lot of there's a a lot of those comedians out there who give themselves all the funniest moments when mm. they make their films. It's a, there's a couple I can think of. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean. Um, where they don't want anyone to be funnier than them. And that's not mm. what happens in this at all. Every single person, every single actor is given um, their screen time. I think with Dana Carvey, he just got, he was just known for playing mm. Garth, which is sad because he had so many other, he was such a great, um, Mind you, though, I've seen interviews with Dana Carvey like in the last few years mm. and he is almost struggling to stay relevant. Yeah. He can't be himself. He, he's always known for being such an iconic impersonator mm. that everything, he doesn't talk as Dana Carvey. He always, when you see interviews, it's always him pretending to be someone else, yeah. which is really interesting. I'm like, oh, it's quite sad. I'm like, yeah, I wonder like if... he has to be somebody else all yeah, the time yeah. because he can't carry it himself. So, yeah, yeah, it I mean, was. That sounds horrible. But. No, it was. It was sad to think that this is what he's relying his whole career on, instead of being the talented comedian that he has to be to be able to do all of these impersonations. Mm. Like the skill is what makes him do that well. It's not the impersonations that make him um, the better actor. If that yeah. makes sense. And Tia Carrera, I just think that's. That's the whitewashing of, of Hollywood for someone. So she, that was almost out of her control, which is devastating. It's mm. so like you were saying when we were watching it, if she was around now, if she was that age that she is, but, but nowadays she'd probably have a much more successful career. Probably, yeah. Because we're just starting to... She won't get the same pay. <laughs> she'll still get less pay, but at mm. least she'll get some screen time. Yeah, so... Yeah. so um yeah, just, just to confirm as well with uh, Dana Carvey, um, the sp- specific health issue, um, he had uh, a number of uh, surgeries because he has had heart health issues for right. a long time. Uh, one of the uh, operations was botched uh, by, by the doctor and um, Carvey won a malpractice lawsuit for $7.5 million. So, um, yeah, that, that waylaid him for, for quite a few years. Yeah. Um, which is, is unfortunate because, you know, he's, he, he is a very strong impressionist. Mm. Like you know, when he was being George Herbert Walker Bush on SNL, he was outstanding. Um, and yeah. With the church very... ladies as well. Yes. Just yeah. Just a very so strong funny. performer. Yeah. Um, so all that remains is for us to score the film. And uh, Jason, <laughs> you get to go first. <laughs> what score are you giving Wayne's World out of 10? Hmm. <laughs> She's going to murder my bird. Yeah, I was, I was about to say, if you want this bird to live. <laughs> um, no, I do want him to live. Um, I'm going to go for five, I think, if yeah. I'm honest. That's higher than I thought you were going to give it. Really? Yeah. Okay. 
Um, yeah, I'm, I'd give it five. Like, there was enough. Five watts. You can't think of, you can't remember no, anything No, I can't think of anything film. for this film. Yeah. Because it's really just kind of washed over me. Five swings. Mm. Yeah. What's it? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, that was proof. Uh, yeah, no, I... um Five... Suck cuts. Yeah, the five... <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Oh, yeah. Diddly-doots, diddly-doots, Thank diddly-doots. you. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I, just, I went to Big Hero 6. <laughs> five la la las <laughs> So, yeah, yeah five, five um, diddly-doots out of, um, out of ten. Mm, yeah. Out of five. Didn't, yeah. didn't, didn't no, grab you. No, I just, just it, was, it was like, I don't even feel like it's one of those, like we've done films where I've gone and watched like the thing that everything else went to rip off or mm. became, like it, it made the thing. Um to an extent, like we had a little bit of that with like train spotting. Yeah. Like I'm like, this was probably revolution free for its time, but I've seen everything else do it mm. since. Um, that it just was kind of there. This maybe even more so to the point of I didn't even really notice the things. That's true. That's that, fair. The things that everything else had done that maybe it did invent. Yeah. Because I just felt like it was there. Yeah. So I feel like, yeah, it's a five. Okay. Uh, Tegan, what about you? I'm going to give it nine and a half gun racks oh. out of ten. Yeah. Um, it's great. Yeah. I still love it. I yeah. stand by it. I I, I, I am aware I probably watch it with um, some nostalgia, but I really feel like it holds up now. And yeah. I'm sticking by it. Yeah. Uh, I'm We're not... sticking by it, aren't we, Anakin? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm not going to be staying, but I'm, I'll be honest. It's been a long time since I watched this film, and I, I am a little disappointed in myself for not liking it as much. Mm. Um, I'm disappointed in you too. Yeah, because I, I'm not. So you're giving it a nine? No, no. Uh, turn that ten, nine upside ten. down. I'm giving it six. Um, Ooh, six I'm giving it six admissions of murder to the camera out of ten <laughs> because Ed O'Neill is yeah. is one of the the shiny high points in this film, and I just wish there was slightly more of him. Uh, but maybe it's better there wasn't because he's used sparsely and it's it's enjoyable. Um, so that brings us to the end of this review. Tegan mm-hmm. and Jason, thank you very much for joining me. Thank you. Go then. <laughs> Fine, I will. Do it. I'm gonna. Great. Bye bye. Okay, Damien. <laughs> for those of you who are listening at home, thank you very much for joining us as well. Go then. Uh, it will. We'd like you to go to our Patreon. Go to patreon.com forward slash CCUC podcast. You can join for as little as a dollar a month and get all sorts of bonus goodies. i gone. There's probably a lot of bird content from this episode. Yeah. It's going to be there. So uh, enjoy that. Uh, we are also available to be found on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, uh, The Gasworks. We perform there <laughs> once a month. We do a set. We review a film while all dressed like Tia Carrera. It's it's fun. We do a meatloaf tribute act. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. Uh, yeah, Jason pulls it off better than either yeah. of us. So, yeah, he um, wears the final outfit, the bikini. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's cosplay. Is he new cosplay? Yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah, there's your comedy cosplay for this film. You can be Tia Carrera. Yeah, if you borrow the snake from a friend. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, we have our Facebook page. Uh, give us a like there. You can get news, updates, vote and polls, all that sort of thing. Just search for the Cinema Catch-Up Club on Facebook. But that is all for this week. So until next time, goodbye. Bye. Party on. Party on.
You have been listening to a Thought Jar Productions podcast. For more information, please visit thoughtjarproductions.com.